This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 Through the Fan. We will hear from Dallas Cowboys head coach Mike McCarthy eminently. But in the meantime, we have some college football movings and the shakings to talk about. Not surprisingly, Ohio State falls out of the top four after getting crushed by Michigan in a game that the Big Ten commissioner mistakenly called an instant classic. Uh, Georgia number must be a big Michigan fan. Yeah. Well, I think he just wants both of their teams in to the college football playoff. And he's like, it was so close. And I was like, no, it wasn't. You almost got doubled up in a game at your home field that you were favored by seven and a half. So, you know, is so Georgia number one, they're in, even if they lose by 30 this weekend, Michigan, I think they're probably still in no matter what, but they have the big 10 championship and then TCU three USC four. I'm not saying you have to think it's fair or not. I believe with all of my heart that TCU has to win because if TCU loses, Ohio state will jump in ahead of them. I don't know if they would be bold enough to take a two loss Alabama team over TCU. If USC lost, but I would not rule it out for a committee that does not seem to have all of the faith in the world for TCU. But if everybody wins as they're favored, it'll be Georgia, Michigan, TCU, and USC. Much like, oh, we got Mike McCarthy good to go. He'll probably agree right here on the fan. 21-day window on anyone and just kind of the health overall occurs and some other guys. Yeah, definitely. James Washington uh, will be practicing today. Uh, You know, he was just in the walkthrough, so. I know he's excited to get out there and, and get going. So we'll see where James is. And uh, Tyron Smith, kind of a follow-up. Any better indication? Of yeah, he's getting, he's getting close. Yeah, getting close, but uh, he will not be activated today. Clarence Hill, Voice Star Telegram. Can you talk about the decision with Terrell Basham and what you have at defensive end, and what does that mean for Tack McKinley or someone else? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I just think it's, you know, it, it comes down, obviously, uh, Bass is – Given us a, a lot of quality football the last two years, um, you know, had the injury, and you know, and this is, you know, it's a catch twenty two. I mean, it, you know, you're in a roster position with guys that are getting healthy, uh, but you know, you have fifty three spots. So I, I just think it really came down to numbers, and you know, in, in trying to uh, forecast what's in front of us. Okay, thanks everybody. And, uh, Mike Tatars with ESPN. James Washington was banged up in the offseason program. Obviously, your first padded practice, he goes down. What's realistic to expect of how he can help you guys? That's an excellent question. I, I think really just until we see him go through the whole practice today. I mean, obviously, James has a lot of tape, um, you know, from his time at Pittsburgh. And, you know, we, uh, we still feel the same about him as, uh, you know, why he's here. Uh, but just really want to see him work. Obviously, he'll, he'll work primarily on the look teams today. And, uh, you know, we're looking for more quantity, you know, from him. Just uh, – 
get his workload capacity up where it needs to be and just, you know, let him out there and get get some live reps. Yeah. Mike Haley said in DallasCowboys.com, Malik Cooker obviously facing his former team coming up on Sunday, being as though you've kind of been through that experience with Green Bay. Uh, how do you keep him grounded and focused on playing Cowboys football and just the impact that he's made on your defense? Yeah, definitely. I, I think, you know, for Malik and, and just any of us to go through that, I, I think that's something you – you acknowledge earlier in the week, and and uh, at the end of the day, this is you know this is a this is opponent Wednesday, and you know you're, you're dialed into the specifics of you know what goes on um, you know to win the, what goes on in the preparation to win this game, and and I and I know that's where Malik is. I mean, obviously, it's been quite some time since he was there, but you know I, I think this is this is a normal process a lot of us go through. That's that's our league, uh, but you know our our really you know our real focus is. The fact that you know we, we haven't played this team, you know, I think, you know, there's a, there's a lot of new faces from the last time um, these two teams lined up and competed. So you know, and obviously we're spending more time starting starting back to on Monday on the personnel part of it and just make sure we're acclimated. I mean, the scheme is you know just at this point in the year, there's you know there's not a lot of surprises. I mean, this game will really be really stressing the fundamentals and the footwork and you know and the finish because uh, that's the type of game this will be. And then just to follow up on that, you, when you look at the injuries that he's had, he spoke about it with us on Monday. He's had every major injury in the book and is still out there playing. Uh, can you just speak to the resiliency that he has and how he kind of fits that mold of the theme you guys have this year? Yeah, definitely. I mean, he emulates exactly what, you, what you're looking for. Um, you know, obviously an, an incredible athlete. I mean, he's, uh, you know, his ability from the middle of the field and, and, and still to come down and be the forceful player in the box. I mean, he, he's, he's just has been money for us the last two years. So um, obviously a big part of, you know, how we want to play back there. And, um, but, you know, sometimes you, you see players go through injuries that come, you know, one after another. And, and, and that was unfortunate for him. Uh, but, you know, I go back to when he arrived last year in training camp, you know, he, you know, he's come a long way. I mean, just the, the, the rehabs that he's been through and, uh, but, you know, he's uh, his style of play. I mean, he's, you know, he's, he's always going to be, you know, uh, dealing with something because it'll, you know, uh, for, you know, I mean, his, his tackling ability out of the middle of the field has been, been exceptional this year. So uh, he's got great ball skills. So, but yeah, it speaks, speaks volumes to Malik, about Malik. Thank you. Christy Scales, Cowboys Radio. When you turn on the tape of the Colts offense and look at Jonathan Taylor, how do you describe his skill set and style? Yeah, I, I mean, Jonathan Taylor actually, you know, just the, I think I've been to two college football games in the last 30 years, and, and that was one of them. You know, I had a chance to watch him play when he was at Wisconsin against Iowa. And um, just, you know, his ability to, to run inside um, with the discipline and toughness, and then he also has the ability to finish runs. So, I mean, I, I think he's a dynamic runner. Um, I think he's, you know, he's, he's definitely, because, you know, once again, we haven't played, haven't played these guys, so, you know, we're, we're spending extra time on, on him in the run game. but. Um, I think he's, you know, definitely a featured back, and uh, I would not be surprised if he carries it north of 20 against us. Uh, follow up on that, they have a new coordinator, a new play mm -hmm. call that doesn't have a lot of experience or track record that you can look at. So how does that? Do you have to expect the unexpected? Or? Oh, you always do. I mean, it's it's play the, you know expect the unexpected and also the uncommon opponent uh, characteristics, and, and that's really our focus. And I, I think it's just like anything, you got to really dial into the concepts and the variations that come off of it, and just you know just trust the numbers. You know, it's you know play calling. A lot of it is, you know, which way you tilt and push the um, play calls. You know, um, 
particularly by, by situation. That, that's not going to change regardless of who's calling it. So, uh, but just really how they're featuring their players. That's that's you know because in the end of the day, you get to this point in the year, um, the, the footwork, the scheme, the fundamentals. You know th those things are are heightened, especially you know the physical attributes of how you win football games. So I mean, I, I, there's not a whole lot of surprises when you get into December. I mean, it's it's always a variation of something you probably have already seen. Calvin Watkins, Dallas Morning News. Um, ball security has been an issue for the Colts, and how much does that surprise you, considering they have a veteran quarterback in Matt Ryan? Well, I mean, he'd be, you know, look, looking at Matt's uh, path this year, he's obviously played, and then he didn't play, and then now he's back. So, I mean, there, there's definitely, you know, I think some of those things uh, tie into it. But yeah, I mean, I'm frankly, I'm, I'm more focused on our on our ball protection. You know, um, we, you know, it's something that we put a lot of time into protecting it and taking it away. So, I mean, takeaways are always at a priority for us. You know, regardless of who we play, and, and that'll be no different Sunday night. But you know, we got we got to take care of the football because this defense does. This is a, a defense plays a lot of vision. Um, you know they do a good job. They're disciplined and playing to their leverage. Um, uh, the fast reactors and, and things like that. So we got we got to make sure we, re we really do a good job protecting the football. Michael Gelkin, Dallas Morning News. This is your first practice since last Thursday's game. So the first chance to have more pointed on the field emphasis on the pre-snap penalties that you've been talking about and focusing. What does that emphasis look like in practice today and the? All starts that were happening with a lot of them were after injuries, after some sort of break in the action. How does that factor into the team's thinking on how to rectify it? Well, I, I think like a lot of things. I mean, we, we we're not going to we don't wait till today to emphasize it. I mean, it's you know it's it's part of our practice structure. Um, you know, in the area of cadence and communication, where it really falls under, and it's things I've talked about on a daily basis. You know, your pace of operation is critical because it also is uh, critical to your success in the practice realm because that that's those are the things. That, Carry over to the games, and and those are things you can get done in a walkthrough. So we don't we don't need to go to practice to be better at the pre-snap. I mean, pre-snap something that you know we're totally focused on in the meetings. You know, there's a lot of pre-practice work and cadence. You know, quarterback center exchange, which we actually do with the whole offensive line. So these things are all in place. Uh, we just we just need to be better at it. So and uh, we've looked at every every one of them, and you know, and, and more about the what and the why. And it's just like. Most things in this game, especially pre-snap, it, it comes down to communication. You categorize why we had a false start here, why we had a false start there, just the way you do with interceptions. Absolutely. I'm not giving it to you. It's, it's top-notch stuff here. <laughs> yeah. Hey, thank you. Thanks, Coach. David. We've fashioned uh, so much over the course of the season about the way Mike is playing and Marcus Lawrence, but uh, you speak to Dorrance Armstrong, what he's given you this season, and and how much of this off season you wanted him to be a part of this going forward? Just how you yeah, definitely. I, I mean, Dorrance is someone obviously I didn't know much about. I mean, you know, he came out of KU, but was a young player when I first arrived here in 2020, and, and was primarily looked at as a special teams player. But I mean, every opportunity he was given, you know, at the, at the open defensive end, I mean, he just has been productive, and I and I think he took a whole nother step last year. And you know, to me, he's a, he's a, he's a kind of a poster child of what you're looking for. I mean, you talk about draft and develop. I mean, you, you want to see a young player come in here and grow each and every year. And then, you know, obviously the second contract is, is huge for us because, I mean, you, you know, that's, that's all part of the draft and develop process. So, um, I mean, he, he has been the point I'm making is he has been a very consistent player every time he's been given opportunity. So now obviously he's playing, you know, pretty much in a starting role capacity as far as a mindset. Um, but I mean, he's 
so consistent. Has a great motor. Um, just uh, his ability to make plays, whether it's you know blocking punts or you know six, second and third reaction. He's he's as good as a defensive player you know that we have on our roster. For the past four games, you guys have been highly successful on third down. Your success in early downs has been a part of that. What, what do you think? difference has been on those early downs? I think the biggest thing, I mean, you've already said it, it's the early down production. I, I think the, the ability to run the ball, you know, our attempts at the plate, you know, you know how, we're, how we're running it and as often as we're running it is, is part of that, you know, and obviously that, that's going to be a big focus for the, for the Colts coming in here. But, yeah, I mean, it, it's, there's no secret. Uh, third down success is usually, you know, a, a lot of it is, you know, contributed to what you do on first and second down. I think it's been obviously been important for us. Washington's been nicked up since offseason. Mm-hmm. How much do you have to kind of keep him involved in everything so he won't get down on himself that there is light at the end of the tunnel? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think it speaks volumes to the return to play process. You know, I think our medical staff and, you know, it's just thought, you know, how they do it, but it's, you know, it's the personal connection they have with the players and, you know, the fact that our guys stay here and, and uh, you know, work with Britt and, and Hanson and, and Jim and, and, and Greg, the whole crew down there. So, uh, it speaks volumes, but uh, I think we have an excellent return to play, you know, uh, process, and you know, and uh, you know, James has been here every day. I mean, he's he's been here every day, just like everybody else. It's just, you know, now it's his opportunity to get back out there. All right, all right, thank you. There you go. That was the Mike McCarthy press conference brought to you by Ford, built for Texas, built for you. Coming up next, don't forget we'll have. The Dallas Mavericks general manager coming up at 1140. But coming up next, NFL fact or fiction. How do you feel about the... Yes, that is true. It will happen next. How do you feel about these pressing issues? We'll do it next right here on The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105 Through the Fan. All kinds of moving parts throughout the show today. My favorite part of Mike McCarthy's press conference was they feel like they have discovered one of the problems with the pre-snap penalties and penalties in general. When asked to reveal what that specific problem was that they noted to fix, he was like, no. 
which I thought was fine. He was well, like, did he not I, say I listened to KNC this morning and they suggested this and yeah. that's how we're gonna get where I'm gonna take them in there. I'm gonna show them a movie clip and everything's gonna work out. I feel like he was like, I'm not, I'm not tipping my hand. That's that's not what we're doing right now. So I appreciate that. What about okay. tapping his hand? Do you think he'd tap his hand? I mean, you don't want to tell anybody what you're doing Valid. right now. Brought to you by Ford. Built for Texas. Built for you. It is our Dallas Cowboys insider, Mickey Spagnola. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Kind Man. of a crazy morning, huh? It has. So you can disregard my last text message because I was like, hey, we got Nico coming up at 1140. If you need to do that, can we just talk tomorrow? But things are moving at a rapid pace. The Cowboys moves the, move the press conference, but we got to hear from Mike McCarthy, do you believe, or I guess I'm hopeful, that he really did find something worth looking at and worth changing that could potentially help with the penalties? Well, I think what you have to look at is the false start. Uh, the other penalties, it's like, you know, when you're in the middle of the action, uh, you know, generally uh, when, when someone gets a penalty, other than Zach Martin, by the way, uh, they're usually getting beat, right, yeah. some way or another. Uh, so you're scrambling just to, uh, you know, catch on. Uh, but, again, uh, it's the false starts. And, 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 you know, as he pointed out, that's usually the communication. Guys just paying attention to uh, the count. Did the count change? Uh, are you over-anxious? You know, and sometimes if it's on the defensive lineman, with a false start, it's like, okay, you're anticipating because I got to get a step on the guys coming after me, and he's a handful, and sometimes you take off too soon. So there's so many different things to uh, the false starts, but a lot of times, you know, it's, it's the communication and the fact that you're anticipating the guy across from you if it's an offensive lineman. Uh, boy, I got to get a jump on it. Now, if it's a guy down the line, like a tight end uh, that's offset or a wide receiver, yeah, that one's just got to pay attention because those guys can see the ball, right? Yeah, I mean, you would assume. Yes. Does anybody really? But then you would assume you can line up on side too, right? You know, that is a great one point. Time. Look, <laughs> one time. But still, when we break down this season, hopefully it's still going for some time. I will reflect on that offsides, offensive offsides, which I thought they called the wrong thing at first, and then the Packers loss as two things mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just totally couldn't wrap my mind around. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and you know when you see the Packers struggling against other teams, you're sitting there kind of scratching your head, and then you go, "Well, sometimes one of those things just happens during a 17-game season." Mickey, how many receptions and touchdowns do you expect James Washington to have? Oh, at least at least 50, right? Thank you, thank you, <laughs> Kevin. See, Kevin thought it would never happen. You get Corey. You definitely get Corey. What are you feeling about Washington and his and what, yeah, how they're working I think, him? Uh, yeah, and again, you know, he hasn't practiced since last year, right? He got hurt. Well, there was the one uh, day that he started practice man, in Oxnard. There, I, heard, <laughs> I heard that question, too. It was like, hey, what can we really expect? Yeah, uh, you know, and, I, and I, I don't know that a guy that's missed that much time practices three times, you know, once in pads and he's ready to go, uh, you know, I'm anticipating next week for him. But if, you know, the way he's been running out here, he, he's he's good. 
Now it's just a matter of getting used to playing football again uh, because the practice he had, as you guys said, you know, it was the first one in, in training camp and he was gone and he missed all the off season. Uh, so it's been a while. So, you know, they're going to have to judge to see how he's reacting out there and, um, you know, and just get him in rhythm and then see if he's ready to go for uh, Sunday or maybe it's uh, the following week. But it's good to finally get him going. And the reason, and we've talked about it, they didn't want to start his ramp up on, you know, a short week where there were no practices and waste that week. Uh, so, again, a lot of times, and I know the kind of the history of guys coming back from injuries, they usually give them two weeks uh, before they play a game. The the other thing I was kind of interested in is how difficult was it to let to move on from Basham because I know he was well liked amongst the group. Yeah, but it comes down to how you play it. Yeah, uh, and and I think with uh, you know the emergence uh, of Dorrance Armstrong with the emergence of Sam Williams at times, by the way, uh, playing uh, Micah Parsons some at defensive end. Uh, and then the other thing is, remember, they they activated to the 53, Tack McKinley. And uh, I think they feel like he's a better run stopper than Basham. Basham was kind of a designated pass rusher. And as we know, the problems they've had usually stopping the run is not setting the edge uh, with the defensive ends. Uh, and I think they think that McKinley uh, is better doing that uh, than what Basham is or has done. And then again, you have to make room for somebody, right? Because if Washington's ready to go, um, somebody's got to go. Uh, when Tyron Smith's ready to go, someone's got to go. Uh, so that's one of the things, uh, the downside of having to uh, juggle your 53-man roster. Now, speaking of Tyron Smith, and this is something I guess I have to admit I hadn't really thought about is – Terrence Steele was talking about the imminent return of Tyron Smith, and he said, I can just tell the room is already excited to welcome him back. We wow. fo- we focus so much on like his return to left tackle, sliding Tyler inside, but like, what about just having him back? What does that do for the group? Yeah, uh, that brings... You know, as 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 a big... You know, as a leader, Zach Martin's probably that guy... But Tyron Smith's presence, I think, in the room uh, is is pretty much overwhelming. I think guys, you know, if Tyron ever says something, people are listening, right? Because he doesn't say much. Uh, he'll grunt a lot, uh, as the, his teammates will, will attest to. Uh, but it's just his presence. And I think his presence on the uh, offensive line during the games – Uh, I think it means a lot because teams have to pay attention to him. Now, we'll see how quickly he can get back into rhythm, you know, once they put him back on the field uh, and we find out if he's tiring of old because you always have to worry about that after guys turn uh, 30. I think he's on his way to 31 maybe. I think that's what it is. Uh, But, yeah, I just think his presence uh, would mean a lot to this uh, offensive line, and then we can get into, you know, the quality of play that he would bring at left tackle, providing he's back in the swing of things and, and ready to go and pick up where he left off. I am curious about that aspect. I know it would be we would have to wait and see, but 
do you think, like, let's say he came back, it was still kind of struggling. Would the Cowboys, I guess, have the guts or whatever you want to call it to bench him? Benching is kind of a strong word. Yeah. Uh, moving on and going back to where you were because you've developed some continuity with the five that have been playing. Uh, I think there's something to be said for that. Okay. I don't think they would leave him out there if he was struggling to the detriment uh, of the offense. Uh, I, I, I just don't think that, you know, it, it might, you know, look, it took Dak a half to get going, right? After right. he missed yeah. all those games. So now this guy has missed 11 games at this point. Uh, he's going to miss 12. And by the time he's ready to play, probably 13 to 14. Uh, so it could take him a while to get back ready to go, and uh, and you might have to put up with that for initially. Uh, but I think at some point, you know, he'll be he'll be good. But if he's not, yeah, I don't think you continue on with it. And it may be a thing where you slide him in there for a series, a series or two, or you know, one in the first half, one in the second half, just to get his sea legs under him. And then go from there and judge just what, you know, where he's at and, and how he's playing. You know, you would do that at other positions. We, we seem to look right. at the offensive line and, oh, it's always got to be the same, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and there's probably something to it. But I think you have to take a look maybe sort of the way they did with Jason Peters, right? Gave him a series yeah. here, a series there, and just get, get him back going since he's another guy that hadn't practiced since last January. Appreciate the insight as always. I know we had to shuffle some things around, but uh, maybe we'll do earlier tomorrow. Let's say get you back at 1020 going again. This this whole morning has been shuffling for me, and that's another segment. Well, we appreciate I love it. it. Let's, make, let's play some <laughs> poker. Thank you very much, Mickey. We'll catch you tomorrow. See you guys. Take Sh- care. Shuffle up and deal. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. And just real quick. I wanted to get y'all's thoughts because I'm in the midst of been looking at this some of the commercial breaks. Do you think that companies like mandatory training needs to have more challenging questions? So, for example, Are you taking our training. Yeah, in the commercial breaks. But I just looked at this. And so essentially this is like a harassment training. Right. And in this scenario, Shika has had an interaction with, that's the gal, has had an interaction with Dan. And this has been a problematic interaction. Mm, this is problematic. And it's been a problem for a while because he always asks her to take notes, even though there's men who have volunteered to take notes. He might have made a pass at her. In fact, it sounds like he did. He did. But then one of the questions was, what should Shika do next? And it was like, go to your HR representative was one answer. You ever had the boss's wife was your HR representative? Yes. That's kind of troubling. Yes. That's difficult to deal with. That is kind of troubling. And the second answer was develop thicker skin. And then the third answer was start looking for a new job. This probably isn't the place for you. Like, clearly, (laughs) they want you to, they want you to pick the certain answer. And now, this is the next question, all right? Develop thicker skin, though. Okay, that is not the answer that you're supposed to give. So, Sheikah shares her concerns with Nico, all right? 
Nico. We're having him on. Yes. Yeah, this is different like Nico. Oh. But much like Nico Harrison is a supervisor for the Mavericks, Nico is the supervisor in this instance. Here are, oh, your, gotcha. here are three options. Nico should listen carefully to Sheikah and commend her for her courage in coming forward. He should document what she shared and assure her that will be handled promptly and appropriately. Or Nico should call Dan into his office to hear his side of the story. It's best to defuse this right away before it gets worse. Or Nico should tell Sheikah that she should have a little bit more perspective and she's probably overreacting. I like that like who? But that's not... That is clearly That's what I not tell my wife. The answer. Why don't we look at this a little bit from their side, Adrian, instead of being so mad at what they did to you? You know, you've been married for 16 years, uh-huh. so I'm going to defer. She's only had three straight nights of dreams of me cheating on her, so. I mean, look, it's not like that gal on Facebook messaged you back. She did. Is that, what? Yeah. Is that, Just is see, it? seeing how it's going. She was like, hey, I kind of remember your name. So I'm not that big of a celebrity, Playing Mike. hard to get. Just Tom Thumb celebrity, you know? Uh-huh. Is that going to be addressed more in the 1 o'clock? Or? Nope. Okay. We're done with, like, we're just. Okay. So she went like, how are you doing? And how yeah. you, you looking good? Hope everything's and... going well is mm-hmm. all that was said. Mm-hmm. Were there any questions in the message? Because if there's a question mark in the message, that means she wants a response. No. Um, <laughs> you said no, but How I... are things? Ah! Open-ended questions means... Corey, I would like a response, and maybe or maybe she's your like marriage. I barely I remember know. you. Maybe she's like I, I, I barely know. remember who you are. So that's a generic. Yeah. Okay. How are things? Yeah. How are things? What how kind are, of things? You know what? I think you. That's a good Derek, question. You, as a major league baseball player, have you ever met an HR department? Yeah. Y'all have to do HR meetings and stuff too. Hey guys. I'm really intrigued Let's by go this to conversation, but don't forget we got Nico coming up. Yeah. All right, coming up next, <laughs> we will talk with the Mavericks GM right here on your home of, I don't know, all things, 105.3 The Fan. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Right now, Dallas Mavericks General Manager Nico Harrison. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Good morning. How you guys doing? We're doing good, doing even better off of a heck of a win over Golden State last night. I know we can talk about the game. We could talk about bigger picture issues, but I was curious. Luca at one point was grabbing his right hand and his fingers. He talked with Casey Smith during a break and then and again in a timeout. When you see that, do you have to kind of hold or catch your breath a little bit? You know what? I don't with Luca because he's he's such a warrior and a gamer that I I really don't I don't worry about him. I mean, obviously he's he's such a vital part of to what we do, but I, I don't. I, I really, you know, he puts a lot of work in, um, and he's he's tough. Nico, was there a memo sent out yesterday to ensure that nobody travels anymore? Is that because there were a, there were a few <laughs> travels last night? Yeah. <laughs> funny you said that there was there was a memo sent out no it was it was uh it was pretty interesting and it not that they called travels but they called them on superstars um so clearly um the refs were told to to pay a little more attention to that so nico i have two questions for you what are you most excited about 20 games into the season from your dallas mavericks and what are you most disappointed with 20 games into the season Good question. Um, probably, I mean, disappointing in our, our, our record. Um, you know, we, we played some teams shorthanded. 
Um, and we didn't play up to our ability um, for whatever reason. We haven't made shots. So, so disappointed in that. Um, really excited because last year we started, we didn't start out as well as we wanted to, but we eventually got it together. And so I'm excited that we're going to figure that out. Nico, uh, I got a question too. Is with JaVale McGee there, are we going to be able to see him more into the game or is he more of like the veteran, uh, I don't know what you're called, the, the role model, just trying to teach the guys, the mentor, because we got Luca getting all the, the rebounds. I feel like we need a big man. Do you see anything happening with that or maybe more playing time with Christian Wood? Yeah, I think, I think with JaVale, really we're, we're, we're trying, we're waiting for JaVale to, to be JaVale. But, but part, of, part of the reason why we brought him in is a guy who's won three championships over the last four years, um, definitely a veteran presence. And, you know, he, he's been in the league a long time, so we're also not trying to burn him out in the first part of the season. Like, he's, he's the guy that you're going to need down the stretch. Can you tell us just a little bit more? You said you're waiting for JaVale to be JaVale. I think anybody watching has noticed well, probably what you mean, but can you tell us a little bit more about what you mean and what you need to see from him? Yep. Yep, Kevin, guess what you did? He cut out. Man, you, you made him mad. He's and like, he I already answered a JaVale McGee question. And that's the limit. And that is it. Why I will you? never, like, that's how this thing goes, Kevin. He's never going to let you go to wow. a Mavs game again. I can't believe you. That bro. is a tough break. I got nervous that my headphones cut out. <laughs> I did too. I heard a, a bzz- <laughs> I was like, oh no, what happened? Because one time I talked over Broadus and he was still answering. And I was like, <laughs> oh, my bad. All right. We have Nico back. Sorry, we lost you there. Did you catch the question? Yes, 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 I did. Um, I think I think the biggest thing with 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 veterans is making sure that um, that you don't kill them early in the season and you let them kind of get catch their legs. And I think that's what we're just waiting for Javel to kind of catch his get his stride, catch his legs, um, which which he'll do. Nico, I'm kind of curious with Christian Wood when you traded for him, what was your vision of how he would fit into this team, and how far or actually how close do you think? He is to being at that vision. What you what you really thought when you first traded for him? Um, you know, the thing I thought was that Christian hadn't hadn't had a chance to play meaningful basketball on a, on a winning team in his career. It's just unfortunate. There's several players in the league that that have played on losing teams. So I thought him coming in here. Uh, it's a contract year, so he's going to be the best version of himself. Uh, I, I didn't. I actually didn't think he would be. I, I knew he's a good offensive player. I didn't know that he would necessarily score as much as he has um, thus far. I mean, his stats are pretty, pretty comparable to what they were last year in Houston. And I thought, I thought offensively he probably wouldn't score as much, um, but but he would be more efficient. I know Jason Kidd has been asked about this a lot. Do you understand or are you aware of the frustration of the fans about maybe not seeing Christian Wood at times in the final five minutes? Yeah, I I get it. Here's the thing, you know, I I always tell I tell everybody this is like when it comes to like who starts the game, to me that's that's a feel thing. That's really like the you know, the feel of, of the team and that's more of like how other people um play and, and I think that's just that's just a feel. To me it's like getting your minutes. Um, however you get your minutes throughout the throughout the game. As long as you're getting your minutes, that's the most important thing. And then really who who ends the game is usually who's playing the best at that time. And so that's going to depend that's going to vary from game to game. 
Nico, rebounding was a major issue last year in the playoffs, and Jason Kidd, before the game yesterday, said we're actually playing pretty good defense at times. We're just not getting the rebounds. And talking about McGee and talking about Wood, how does the rebounding improve throughout the season? Well, I, I think you said, I mean, I think that's that's what that's what um, really JaVale needs to bring to us is, is uh, more improved rebounding and, and just his presence. Uh, Nico, I got one more thing about uh, Christian Wood. You know, you were talking about him playing for a losing team, and then you get on a team like the Mavericks, who you know were winning at the time. Playing for a losing team, and you get traded to a, a winning team. You got so much energy. What else would he possibly need to do to prove his his abilities to be able to start? Because he's, you know, he says from being on a losing team, he's definitely made the adjustments. I feel like, and he has a lot of energy out there. Oh no, no, absolutely. Again, for me, I don't worry about who starts. I I think that's. That's uh, I, I leave that up to the coaching staff, um, who starts. It's it's really about getting getting the the minutes. So I, I don't think it's about proving that he needs to make more shots. But the thing is, is that he's doing such a great job of coming off the bench. A lot of times you don't want to mess that up. So when it comes to Josh Green, I think he's the most improved player on your team. Uh, can you talk about what Josh Green has done to become really a, a vital piece in your rotation? Yeah, he had such a great summer. Um, Michael Finley says he's the MVP of the summer, and he really, he really was. You know, it was a big summer for him, and he attacked it, and he got better. I mean, he's shooting the ball with confidence. He always brought energy, um, but – he also would make mistakes on offense, and now he's not making mistakes. He's bringing energy, shooting the ball with confidence. Uh, he's just it, it's he's just great to be around. The energy that he's bringing to our team um, is on both offense and defense has been great. Uh, Nico, real quick, with what Hardy's doing down in the G League, what would it take to get him to get the opportunity to be up with this team? Uh, good, you know, Hardy's been great. Uh, I think I think we're gonna we're gonna see Hardy over the next probably week. I think you're gonna see see him getting some playing time. Um, he's he's done everything we've asked him to do in the G League, and so I, I think you'll see him getting some playing time here shortly. Are, are there things? Because sometimes we get the sense that like people get opportunities, but they're just placeholders. Do you believe that Hardy can do things when he sees time to make you guys be like, all right, well, you need to never leave the big club again. No, Hardy's going to be a, a a good player, a great player. I think he has. I mean, the 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 force that he brings, his ability to score. The difference is, is you know, when he's playing in the G League, he can take tons of shots and shoot step back threes. When he's playing along, alongside Luca, he's not going to have that ability to to take those shots. And so, for for us, it's really getting him to learn when it's time for him to go and play with that force and play with that thrust. And when it's time for him to, to not and, and wait for the ball to come to him. And, and that's just a learning curve for guys who haven't played in the league before. So you're saying every, every opportunity he gets, just go ahead and dunk on people and make, make 100% <laughs> from three. Everything will be fine then, right? <laughs> hey, we can only we can only wish. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, I, I was curious if you could give us some insight about the signing of Kemba Walker, what he can bring to the team, and then, unfortunately, you know, I got to ask: Is this any indication that maybe not starting the season with more ball handlers was a mistake? Uh, well, I've made mistakes, and I'm sure I'll make plenty more before this thing's over with. Mm. Um, yeah, I, you know what? It, it really 
it really was um, it really was an opportunity to bring a veteran guy who who can make shots. The other thing is we haven't made shots. I mean, you look yeah. at our all shooters. We legitimately across the board. It's crazy that all of our shot makers have not made shots at the same time. It's one thing when one guy's struggling, even two guys struggling, but you know we have three, four, four guys struggling at the same time. And so bringing in somebody who, yeah, he can handle the ball, but he can make shots at a high level. Um, and so I think that's the, that, that was the, well, not, I think, I know that's the reason why, why bringing him in was an important, a veteran guy, great locker room guy. Um, Composo is really good. He was a great locker room guy as well, but he's just not the shot maker that, that, um, that Kimba is. General Manager Nico Harrison joining us right now. Nico, when it comes to Luca's minutes, last night he had to play 40 minutes because of the Dinwiddie uh, ejection, and I know he's been playing about 40 minutes a night recently trying to get uh, Ws. We had a discussion, a debate over this. Where would you like to see Luca's minutes per game? I think I think in that 35, 36 minutes is, is, right, is probably the sweet spot, and, and it would depend on games. You know, when we're rolling, it could go to 34. When we're not playing as good, it could go to 38. But that, that 35, 36 is probably the sweet spot. A lot of NBA veterans last night, obviously, uh, Charles Barkley, Shaq, and, and Kenny were talking about, and other people have talked about, boy, with this usage rate and how much they're asking of Luka, it's hard to see him getting through an 82-game season uh, doing this. Do you see it the same way? Um, I, I mean, in this day and age, there's not too many people playing 82 games anyways, you know, in this, in this league, it's not like, you know, back when Jason played and, and Michael Finley played, I think they both had several 82 game appearances. This is a different league where guys are, are going to take nights off on back to backs and they're going to rest. So, so that's, that's a, that's kind of a tough question because they're not going to play 82 games. Um, I, I don't see that happening. Um, for guys who are who are carrying the load like 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 they do for their team, Nico, the, this team got to the Western Conference Finals last year, and that was a great celebration for us. Obviously, Can you say that part again. This team got to the Western Conference oh, Finals last love year. To it was hear awesome it. to be there again, and you know, experience that. And obviously, the fan base is excited and wants to get back to that. And you know, we got Derek Holland in here in studio with us, and I know when he went to the World Series, that was all he thought about was getting back to the World Series again and, and being part of that every year. And I know this team wants to kind of be in that competitive mind. And a lot of the fan base is kind of really amped up about about everything that's going on with this team this year. And a couple of things have been floating out on that, that Jason Kidd is – is playing mind games with some of these players. What, what's your thought, your feeling on the way Jason Kidd's coaching, and do you believe that he's playing mind games with these guys? Yeah, well, well, one, I think Jason's uh, a big-time coach. I think he's he's a really great coach. Um, he's really a savant, and and Jason actually gives the players tons of confidence. I, I don't think, I don't. I mean, he's a he's an ex-player, so usually usually ex players are are going to try to help guys to be successful and not try to diminish guys and playing mind games is is something that's diminishing and that's that's just not who he is as a as a person or a coach I was really curious since it involved a Mavericks player if you have any thoughts about Mark Stein's report that Tony Brothers was forced to miss a game oh. because of what he said to Spencer Dinwiddie you know what? I, I don't. I actually called the NBA. Um, that's funny. I called the NBA on Monday to find out whatever happened to that. 
and I hadn't heard back yet. So oh. I didn't know. I, I didn't know officially that he missed the game um, because of that. Is that interesting? Yeah. Is that fair? Like, when, since you called to the NBA to ask what happened with that, are you satisfied with that resolution? Uh, I didn't. Honestly, I didn't really. It's you know what? It's it, to me, it's something that's in the past. Okay. Um, whether they gave him a game, five games, or no games, it, it's not going to affect anything that we do over here. I think the biggest the biggest thing I have is that I just want – I don't mind refs talking to the players. I just want our players to be able to talk to the refs as well. You know, if, if a player says something crazy to the refs, they're going to get teed. And so I think the refs need to be a little bit more um, – they, they need to have a little bit, a little bit thicker skin, you know, mm. in terms of what – being able to take what the players uh, talk to them about. And then on the other hand, if they're going to talk, you know, if they're going to talk mess about the players, then they definitely need to have thicker skin. Nico, my last question, as I've never been a shoe guy, but I am a Luca guy, so I have four different colors of Luca <laughs> uh, of his shoes. When it they're comes to the sh- shoe world, how many more shoes am I going to need to buy in 2023? Because <laughs> I don't know. It looks like Luke is going to do every color you can possibly do. Yeah, so so the trick is save some of your powder for the Luca 2 and 3 and 4. So you don't, you don't buy all the colorways. You buy maybe half of them and then wait for the next shoe and then buy half of them again. Man, look at you answering <laughs> shoe questions with salary cap logic. Love you it. Love, love it. To hear it, man, we always appreciate when you jump on our show and answer on our questions. Thank you very much, good sir. And again, congrats on the win over Golden State last night. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Have a good day. Absolutely. There you go. Dallas Mavericks GM Nico Harrison. We're the KNC masterpiece right here on 105 through the fan. Coming up next, we're gonna do some gridiron gravy questions that could decide the NFL playoff race. Plus, I might have one more update from you about this training and the answer they really want you to pick. We'll do it all next right here on the fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.